Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair and welcome to this podcast during which I'll share with you reading, reflection and prayer. Please do keep in touch with us and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Jordan Hill Parish Church or through the website www.jordanhillparishchurch.org.uk A reading from 1 Samuel 16, verses 1 to 13. David is anointed as king. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king amongst his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do, and you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see, They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesus made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. John chapter 9 verses 1 to 17 A man born blind receives sight. As he walked along the road, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day for night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. 
When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. The neighbours and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed, and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight, and he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He turned and said, He is a prophet. For many people, this past week has been quite unsettling. I'm sure that I'm not the only person to feel out of sorts, working from home, schools closed early, shop shelves cleared, social distancing, limited access to public buildings, all have suddenly happened to protect our well-being. Yet it runs counter-cultural to our way of being. Amongst all these recent changes to our way of living, Faith communities have been challenged to keep people physically apart, yet somehow spiritually together, which is proving a great opportunity to develop more pastoral ways of supporting each other. The man's phone is having a hard time keeping its battery charged up with all the phone calls. In our Old Testament reading, The Israelite community found themselves in a challenging place, longing for a new king that would be fair and generous. Samuel began the search, commanded by God, except the people were wary of him as the leaders from within the king's court usually only came to seek money, or people, or both, only to take and never to give. Samuel is directed to the house of Jesse, whose sons were all paraded before him, which one would be chosen to be king? Except God did not choose any of them, despite being outwardly acceptable for the role. Inwardly, they didn't fit the bill. It's only when young David, the shepherd boy, is summoned that God chooses him and he is anointed with oil by Samuel to become the next king. Within that passage is a powerful message for all of us to learn not to judge others by superficial means. 
God here is showing that it's often the countercultural route of choosing by inner quality rather than outward appearance that brings the best solution. Equally, the standards of Jesus are echoed in God's anointing of David, generosity of spirit, sacrificial love, inclusive relationships in society, all quite frequently countercultural. For all the sporadic bursts of generosity, there is a tendency to selfishness and superficial perception in human nature that sometimes needs challenged and shaken from time to time. We're tempted to take the easy way out. We judge by appearances. We may not be hostile in our actions, but often lazy or indifferent in our response. When faith comes into the equation, our minds are opened and we can see beyond the surface to deeper things, the things that really matter to people and make a difference. Phoning a neighbour to check on them. A leaflet through the door offering support if you are isolated. A WhatsApp message to say hello. The man born blind was an outcast, kept out of the temple, judged by the Pharisees. He was shunned and looked upon with disdain, cast out because of his blindness, perceived as a sin. Outwardly, he didn't fit into society. Yet, Jesus cuts through all of that and sees the true person. He ignores the perceived society view and looks to the real person from the inside out and puts value back into that man's life where he heals his blindness. So much of what Jesus teaches us to look at is to look at the heart of the person. The people pushed to the margins, the people that are excluded, the people ignored, and never forget to look at the heart of the people that we think are important in society too. We are asked to be countercultural and look to the inner person, to look at one another with value and care, with inclusion and hope. As we look to the coming weeks with trepidation, we are encouraged to look out for one another, to look to the heart of the person, the heart of a problem, the heart of a situation, and use our eyes of faith to resolve how we can help, make things brighter, make things better, and be more hopeful for the communities that we live in and are connected to. A couple of questions for us to reflect on over the coming days. Why do you think Jesus' actions upset the religious leaders so much? And what other leaders over the years have helped by encouraging society to see a different perspective? And has that always been positive? God who listens, God who understands, we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have given each of us. You, Lord, gave light to the world in your Son, Jesus Christ. You look to all of us, not merely on outward appearance, but on our true inner selves. You can see our motives, all that drives us, that keeps us going. You see our hidden intentions, and you see all that we hold back. 
you blessed and you called David at a young age to serve you and lead your people. Remind us of the times that we have been called to do things unexpectedly, when we didn't think that we could, but you did, and then we did. Lord, there is much that we want to pray for in this world that we live, much that we neither understand or at times comprehend. We look with increasing incredulation at the events that continue to unfold in our world. And so we pray for communities struggling with the effects of coronavirus, for families caring for loved ones, for medical and health care staff working hard to care for the sick, for communities rallying to support one another, for those who have lost loved ones. O loving God, we can be impatient people. Give us the wisdom to follow health guidelines, patience when we feel hemmed in, your compassion to support others, and give us the wisdom to see your world with counter-cultural eyes, to lift the lowly, love our neighbour, and work so that all may live lives of hope. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.